I have a live stream is so long. Oh my God. I feel like uh, when I was taking my little break, I took a little two week break. Feels like two week break. It was two weeks. It feels longer than that. Like I'm usually on social media every day posting stuff or at least automating stuff so that I can have some free time because I can't live on social media, have a life outside of social media. And plus I need to, you know, tend to my other businesses outside of social media and generate some income offline. And so I haven't been able to like put the energy that I want to in social media. Like I think it's because I'm sick of seeing a lot of negativity. And I said this on my Patreon. Those of you who are my Patreon, I was saying I flat out feel discouraged. And I don't want to do content as much as I used to. Because I just feel like, you know, I should be generating more income as a black content creator. So it's just been like, you know, if it don't have anything to, to do with the businesses that's paying me then podcasting is like a hobby. You feel what I'm talking about? Like even the the money that you get from podcasting, you only going to get a certain amount of money until you are extremely popular. So it's kind of like I got to put my podcast on a back burner until I can generate some real income off of it. Um, I did post on my community tab about you guys signing up for my Patreon so I can make enough money to make my studio bigger. And I still, you know, want for you guys to do that. Um, if you can, if you can't, that's what's up. That's okay, too. A lot of people are investing into my books and stuff. And I really appreciate that because I'm getting a lot of book sales, particularly from men, though, which is interesting. Like, men are really showing their ass. <laughs> but then again, men kind of always been doing that. Like, when I was in Atlanta and I was struggling, pregnant and homeless and in hotels and not knowing what I was going to eat. This was like in, what, 2017. And I was on social media looking for, you know, donations. And men showed their ass. Uh, we raised like, what, $10,000 in a couple of months. And men are the ones that helped me move to California. So, you know, me having a positive relationship with men is something that I've been trying to talk more about lately. Because before on my, my channel, I talked a lot about dusties. You feel what I'm talking about? It's easy to talk about Desi's. It's easy to complain about some negative stuff that men are doing. Everybody's doing that on social media. But when you got to go against the grain and start saying something positive and start talking about the choices in, that you made that were positive, a lot of people are struggling hearing it. I get called a mammy a lot. I've been getting called a mammy and a pick me a lot because I've been defending good men because a lot of women are under the impression that all black men are bad. It's a lot of dusties. Don't get it twisted, but it's a lot of good men out there. You just got to know where to look for them at. And the average man walking on the street that's a black man, a lot of them don't have the amount of money that a lot of y'all are looking for, but they do have the character. They do want someone to love. They do have the loyalty. They do have the intellect. And a lot of y'all are thinking that in order for a man to be good, he just has to be wealthy. And I keep telling y'all all the time, he's got to start factoring in these men's character now we did I don't know if I did a podcast about Ebony K Williams and her not um wanting to date a bus driver did I do a podcast about that did I really express to y'all I don't think I, I got a chance to express to y'all my thoughts about that associated with that 
But I can tell by not just that clip, but a lot of other clips that got to do with her, that she's been hurt by a lot of men and she's been making a lot of poor choices in men. So of course, like every other woman who's made some poor choices in men, the first thing that these women are going to do is try to use career and finances and stuff like that as a form of re retaliation. Like, well, at least you can do is, at least you could do is have a good career and have good money. If you're going to cheat on me, if you're going to sleep around, I could do bad by myself. You know, if you, if you ain't got your shit together and we can't live a luxury lifestyle or live a specific type of lifestyle then you mediocre and all of this like really superficial and capitalistic stuff that I hear um, a lot of women say all of the time to me it's just a whole bunch of defeated women that just don't know how to make good choices in men so I was like well I've been the woman that's made poor choices in men and I've been the woman that has made good choices in men. So what I'm going to do as a woman is teach other women how to pick good black men. So the more I start talking about good black men, the more I'm starting to see a lot of women want to recruit other single women to be a part of this, this group of women that can't stand men. And my thing is, you have to put your big girl pants on and really start dealing with your own trauma and your own healing and really start factoring in why in the world, out of all of the men in the world, you keep ending up with the worst kind. Like you have to start thinking to yourself, like, what is it that I'm doing as a woman that one man after another I'm having bad experiences with because it isn't every man. Let's think about it. It's like 8 billion men. I mean, uh, 8 billion people in the world, right? Half of those are men. So you mean to tell me every single man, like at some point you got to be like, okay, I'm the common denominator in this. You feel me? Like I am the person who has chose this. And what were the red flags? What were the green flags? You know, what did they do that made me, uh, uh, you know, attracted to them? Did they remind me of someone who's abusive to me in the past? You know, what was it? Was that, did I want to be with them because of how they looked? Or did I want to be with them because of how they, you know, what they felt like in bed? Or, you know, these are the things that you got to start thinking about as a woman. Like, why do I keep choosing the same type of men? Because honestly, let's keep it a buck. We can get on social media all day and complain about men. But in real life, when we get offline and we start looking around, there are a lot of women who are happily married. There are a lot of successful women who, who make good money, who are business owners, who have husbands who are extremely supportive. We even see that on social media. So it's good men out there. Just as a woman, you got to feel you got to realize, like, why are you not the one that's choosing those type of men? Not every black man is a bad man. It's a lot of bad black men, but it's a lot of bad black women, too. And whether or not your reasoning behind being a bad black woman is because some men did you wrong or you want to retaliate or men deserve it or whatever the case, this day karma, this is vengeance, this whatever excuse you making as a woman to justify all of the negative things that you do towards men, because you, for whatever reason, it still doesn't make you a good woman or a good person. I think a lot of women were good women at some point and then experienced something negative with men and turned into like this bad woman. But you guys still want to be classified. You ladies still want to be classified as good women. And, and it's just, 
you can't like <laughs> you could try in, in your fairy tale world and, and if you want to get on social media and get some women to you know justify your venting you know because that's a, why a lot of women get on social media you want to talk about your negative experiences with black men or whatever men and you want all of the women that's listening to you to just cheer you on while you sit here and have like this pity party or this you know seemingly empowered vent about how a man did you wrong okay a man did you wrong now what how is that gonna make you choose better men next time so yeah my whole thing with ebony k williams back to that is that she has been hurt by a lot of men she made a lot of poor choices when it came to men that's that's what it boiled down to at the end of the day um so also, I want to talk about this whole thing with Oprah and what she said about the CDC statistic. And I also want to talk about the things that Gabrielle Union said with her going 50-50 with her husband. Now, mind you, if you've been on my community tab, you've seen me write blogs about this already. I write blogs, you know, I write books, I'm an author. So I got some blogs up about it and what I feel about both topics. So you know, those of you who love to read, you go over there on my community tab and it will always be something for you to read on there. Like I have a blog called Read My Mind. So you can go over there and check that stuff out all the time. But I do want to give y'all an honest opinion about what I think. And if you know me, like if you've been watching me for a long time, uh, you kind of know what I'm going to say. people on social media who have sponsors for products that have something to do with vagina smell and I be thinking to myself hmm I remember when I had one not not a not a vagina smell but a sponsor for a product about vaginal odor it was like this boric acid you know and I know a lot of women y'all know about that but when we sit here and we talk about vaginal odor amongst each other it's always a common knowledge that men are the ones that create bv in women because they sleep around so much i know this is a generalization but a lot of men sleep with a lot of women they will hunch the arm of the couch if you glue some eyelashes on it and a lace front now fellas i'm not trying to bash you i'm just trying to put you onto this good ass product though listen if you're looking for a comfortable and safe way to trim your neither regions introducing the balls trimmer the perfect tool for a smooth shave without snags or cuts with precious sack safe technology yeah you gotta you know you gotta protect the jewels if you got girls all on your nutsack i'm gonna need for you to not have them hairy you understand so this is how this works the precision trimmer features micro trimming ceramic blades to deliver an absolutely precise cut without pulling hair and for optimal performance its motor is tuned to minimize snags and cuts while being quiet and cordless for total convenience what you know about that manscaping i'm gonna need for you to get this asap 
It is trusted by over 200,000 balls around the world and comes with a 12-month warranty for your peace of mind. So don't put up with snags and cuts anymore. Get the balls, trim it today, and enjoy the smoothest shave ever. Shouts out to my new sponsor, Balls. <laughs> Order your trimmers today at balls.co. Men be on social media talking about they a high-value man and don't even know how to groom their balls. You feel what I'm talking about? This product, this product look like some Andrew Tate used. This is this is a product for a man that got his shit together. You feel me? It's so masculine. It's so manly. Get this gift for your man, girl. Get this gift for your man. I think my ex spread a rumor like that about my vagina smell, but you know I was going around saying his dick was little, so we even. I can promise y'all that I take more showers than B Simone. I don't care what you heard. I got a whole subscription of Scentbird. I know how I smell. I smell delicious. Anyway, stop knocking a bitch pH off. I think it's hilarious that one of my re recent sponsors was Bowls. <laughs> Child, I damn did that with <laughs> I was like, who wants to sponsor me? <laughs> I was like, all right, I got you, I got you. So anyway, those of you who haven't heard yet, I'm not going to post the clips because a lot of times when I post clips about um, Oprah Winfrey or anything from the OWN network or any like major clip from a major network, a lot of times it gets flagged down and I don't, I don't need any more issues. It's bad enough. I'm not making any money off of my YouTube channel because um the content and of course um just for a number of reasons i just don't you know i'm not a part of the um, youtube partnership program so i don't want any strikes on my channel but with the clip oprah winfrey was i guess having like a master class or some type of zoom conference or something like that and she had all these men on the screens you know when she was talking about the cdc statistic that damn near half of black youtube has been talking about for over a year now of this statistic where it's saying that black fathers are the most active fathers inside of the United States. And I've watched plenty of videos of people express their opinion in regards to this uh, CDC st statistic. And I went and read the statistic myself. And what my perspective of the statistic is as follows. And I spoke about this before. It's basically stating that black men are amazing fathers. They're better fathers than any other race of man inside of the United States, right? But what it says is until the age of six, right? A lot of people leave that out. Until the age of six and then after the age of six, they jet out, right? That's part of the statistics that people keep leaving out that I'm, I'm, I was seeing. And also what's said is that these men are good fathers when they're actually present or when they are co-parenting. They didn't, the, the statistic doesn't say that black men are more likely to be in their children's lives. And that's what I want people to understand. Obviously someone like Oprah Winfrey is not gonna understand what's happening inside of the black community because we don't even know when was the last time she even stepped inside of the black community. But if you have been in a predominantly black uh, community in any city, I mean, in any state, if you find a predominantly black city, you will see hella single mothers. And 
you can't keep turning a blind eye to it. Maybe if you grew up with your father, you can be like, hey, I had my father. You know, um, some of the people that I was around, they had their father too. And I understand that it's some of y'all out there that grew up with an amazing father. But when you haven't had access to that world, you don't even realize how many people grew up that way. Okay. I had the opportunity to have a stepfather. I had the opportunity to have a father figure, but my biological father was only around like a handful of times. Like I know who he is. We tried to build a relationship once I got older, but the last time I seen him just face to face, I had to be like six or seven. When I got older, we started, you know, talking on the phone and he lived in Detroit and I lived in Atlanta at the time. But, um, I got to experience kind of both sides of the coin. And I can truly say that once you are the type of person who grew up without a father figure or you grew up with one parent, when you meet other people, other children or other people who are inside of your age group, whether you old or young, you see the similarities in what kind of people y'all are. So it's a lot of us out there that grew up with fathers. So it's a lot of us that possibly felt some type of way when Oprah fixed her lips to say, oh, it was a lie that men abandoned their children. Or even if you yourself are a single mother and you are raising a child alone, like I am, I'm raising my son justice alone. If you a single mother and you heard, heard Oprah Winfrey talk out the side of her neck and say some shit like, Oh, the, you know, the whole black men not taking care of their children in America is a lie. I was like, this woman is so damn delusional. And it's unfortunate because if you've been watching me for the decade I've been doing this, a little over a decade I've been doing this, you know how much I love Oprah Winfrey. Like, she was someone that I aspired to be like, you know. Um, especially because she's in media. So, you know, I never thought I would be enough of a um, personality to be like the person that interviews people, but her business ethic was always impressive to me. So I always wanted to be like her. So it disappointed me to even see a clip of her fixing her lips to say something like that, because it's like, because I'm the type of person that I've put my foot to the pavement, meaning I've done a shit ton of volunteer work. I have done charities. I have moved to several cities and, you know, seen black communities. I also have a single mom group where it's 3000 single mothers in there. And we're talking all of the time about how the fathers of our children, you know, did X, Y, and Z. So it's a real problem. And you might be able to turn a blind eye to it if you grew up with a decent father now was also unfortunate to me is that Oprah didn't have the best father in the world. Like her father wasn't like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Bill Huxtable in this bitch, you know, <laughs> he, he wasn't the best, you know, man in the world. So for her to try to make it seem like, Oh, this is, this is a lie or to even promote it as such. So sometimes it feels to me that, you know, women like her are tending to pander to black men and what I do want Oprah to one day understand is you could try, sis, all day long to pander to these black men. But these black men are not going to forget that you were the very woman who turned your back on black men and did 
extensive damage to them. Because if you listen to the Black Manosphere talk, a lot of them was pissed at the fact that her and other TV personalities like Rolanda always had something negative to say or implied something negative about black men okay black men are not going to suddenly forget that simply because oprah decided one day to do a, a panel or a, whatever she was doing with men and talk about this this cdc statistic now i do realize that i'm um older like i'm 43 this year so Maybe when I was younger, things were different. And maybe now as time's going on, you know, men are starting to be more, you know, inside of the home. But when you start looking at social media and you start looking at the complaints women have um, that have children and the fathers of their children aren't necessarily being the best fathers. We're talking about black women here. And then you go out into the communities uh, that are filled with black people and, or you see a shit ton of single mothers. Fuck the statistics. <laughs> okay. Like at that point, it's like, I can see what my own two eyes was happening here. I don't need a statistic to tell me. And I do want to also say something about statistics because everyone who, um, like I said, you, you've been watching me for a long time. You know that I was inside of the IT industry and I was a data en engineer. I'm still doing data engineer work and software engineering work. But as a data analyst, right, we are taught to manipulate data. We are taught to make it look however it needs to be look, you know, however it needs to look. We're paid to do that. So if you, you can even go on Indeed right now or, or Glassdoor or wherever, LinkedIn, and look up like data analysts or data engineering, and you will see that part of the job is to manipulate data. So that's why I tell people, you know, don't rely solely on statistics because even when it comes to the sampling, when you when you have something that you are supposed to be comparing it against, if the sample size isn't big enough, the results are going to come out extremely wrong. I do feel like a lot of people have, the black community in general has opted out of doing surveys or providing information for universities or even CDC studies for them to be able to come up with a solid, you know, like assumption about what's happening with the black community um, a lot of people on social media tend to use statistics as their crutch when it's convenient for them like you guys will listen to a statistic that supports whatever narrative or belief system that you have uh, you guys will support a statistic that um, supports the belief system that you have but if there's a statistic that basically is um, proving maybe you wrong for something that you believe. A lot of y'all will throw that statistic out. And so my thing is, at the end of the day, you know, as a black person, there are so many things happening inside of our community that we need to focus on. And it's not just single motherhood, but it's also um, entrepreneurship, business and finance. And a lot of times there's a lot of women out here who are looking to be uh, the woman that ends up with a wealthy man. And I just wrote a blog about this recently about going 50-50 with men. And you guys know what I feel about that. And it's just like, to me, a partnership is about two people coming together and power coupling it. 
You feel what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm big on. So I'm not saying date broke dudes. I'm not saying date dudes that you feel like could possibly be potential. I'm not saying be a Build-A-Bear dude. I'm saying, I mean, uh, I'm not saying be a Build-A-Bear dude. I'm sorry. I'm not saying be a Build-A-Bear bitch. I'm saying, like, at some point as a woman, you have to realize that getting a man who is significantly wealthy when the wealthy people are like one or two percent of the population when you got all of these women going after the same type of man it's difficult for you to be able to find a man who is going to be faithful to you who is wealthy when he has access to so many women i'm not saying every man who's wealthy has a piss poor character or lacks self-control but let's keep it real here we got men like elon musk over here with a whole bunch of baby mamas you know, a whole bunch of kids and shit. We got men like Nick Cannon out here with all of these baby mamas and women who are very much comfortable with uh, polyamory. And I'm not turning my nose up at it, but what I'm saying is, as a woman, you have to realize, okay, you want a wealthy man, but you're also asking for these men to also be faithful to you. And a lot of times these men feel like they have options. Once they have a lot of money, they should be able to do whatever it is that they want to do because wealth to them brings freedom brings the opportunity for them to if they just randomly feel like sleeping with somebody else they should be able to do that to me that's stupid i mean i would i, I hope child the men i have been in close proximity to who are wealthy who are professional men some of them wouldn't dare because they know they have a lot to lose when it comes to sleeping around with a whole bunch of women. You can get robbed by a woman. A woman could have a baby by you just for the money. That's what Brian McKnight is sitting here talking about. One of his daughters was conceived because the woman that he was, you know, just casually sleeping with used him for money or whatever the case is. You know, men will come up with shit, okay? So I'm just saying as a woman, you know, you got to factor in what a man's character is first. I'm not telling y'all to go out here and date a whole bunch of bus drivers. <laughs> but I am saying be the type of woman that's getting your own bread. Be the type of woman that's going out there, you know, adding value to a man's life and not being his liability, just being an asset. And by me saying this, the reason why I say this is because a lot of times what women don't understand when they do end up finding men who are wealthy and they're getting happy because you know they, this relationship might turn into a marriage and he gonna put me in his will let me get all his money and whatever right he gonna see you gonna take me on these trips he gonna give me all of these fancy gifts and shit my thing is this you know a lot of these men don't have time to be with you so women are starting to get smarter where they're they are creating businesses that generate income not while they're actively working on it. It's like a passive income type of thing because that way when their husband needs them to fly places or to be in other places to assist him, his woman can come with him. She can come with him. A lot of y'all don't understand that a lot of wives get left behind at home to raise children alone and they really have no control over what's happening because they don't have any power. They don't have any pool. They don't have any money. So they're sitting there lonely, raising children alone, cooking and cleaning, and they thinking that that's what it means to be a good wife to a man. How are you a good wife when you're not happy yourself, when the only thing that you're doing is sitting here raising children, cooking and cleaning, and that's it? And you don't have anything else to do. Now, I'm not saying that um, cooking and cleaning for your man or cooking and cleaning for your kids is a bad thing. It's something that you're supposed to do. But a lot of these men are only getting wives just so wives can be chefs and nannies and housekeepers and shit. 
You feel what I'm talking about? So my thing is, as a woman, before you start procreating with these men, you have to get your money together. So number one, y'all can have the freedom to do whatever. Number two, if something happens to them, you got some emergency cash, you got some emergency assets and shit that you can like cash in if something goes wrong. So instead of looking for men to hand you a lifestyle that you want, you got to create the lifestyle that you want for yourself. Now let's talk about Gabrielle Union right quick and what she said inside of her clip. Now, I saw a whole bunch of misinterpretations of what she said. They was basically making it seem like a lot of content creators, especially women, was trying to make it seem like, oh, Gabrielle Union was so tired and so, you know, sick of going 50-50 with her man and it was all so treacherous. And No. The clip, if you watch the entire clip, the clip is on this channel called Idea, what is it? Um, Idea Generation. Okay? And basically what Gabrielle Union was saying was the, the interview her interview her interview her the interviewer <laughs> asked her basically when did you basically start feeling like you was finally secure and within your finances and she was saying basically this is still something I struggle with I still have a scarcity mindset I feel like if I don't work and work and work and work and work I'm you know going to end up in poverty this is basically what she's saying she wasn't saying she's struggling with the fact of paying 50 50 with her man she was just saying I'm struggling with the not believing in scarcity thing when I know for damn sure I'll be okay if I don't work but what she's struggling with is the idea of you know not relying on scarcity scarcity as being her engine to live life basically but what I've seen a lot of women try to do is try to make it seem like, oh, this is why women shouldn't be going 50-50. Why is she going 50-50? We're talking about a woman who's worth $45 million here. She had a husband who, what, he's worth $133 million. He's retired, so it isn't like he's still playing ball. He got to find other ways to generate income. But at the same time, neither one of them has to work ever again if they don't want to because they could take the money that they already have turn it into a few investments, go buy some stocks, go buy some real estate properties and generate income and don't have to do shit else with their time ever again. And I'm sure that they notice. I'm sure that they have financial coaches. I'm sure that they have financial planners. They notice they don't have to work at the end of the day. And so with, with her, she was saying, I go 50, 50 inside of my own household, but we have other households. She said they have other prospective households that they have to deal with. Think about that. Not their own household, the other households associated with the household that they have. So that lets you know they're not just taking care of themselves. They're taking care of other family members. They're taking care of other children, other relatives, friends, whatever. One of my biggest problems when I had my own money was anytime, and I don't, can't believe I would do this, Lord. I can't believe I would do this. But <laughs> in LA. <laughs> When I lived in Atlanta, right, and my money was doing good, a homeless person could walk up to me and ask me for some money. And instead of me giving them a dollar, five dollars, twenty dollars, I would give them a hundred dollars every time. I would do this. My friends would ask me for money. I was paying people's bills. I was buying people, like paying people mortgage, buying people things that people that didn't even deserve me. Anytime I would go to the club, I would pay for everybody to eat, everybody to drink. And the bill was always on me, okay? Every time I went somewhere because I was the one who was the popular one. I was the one who had the money. So what I want people to understand is that 
with when you do get all of this money, your money is kind of going into certain places and into certain people. So as a woman, when you meet men who are financially in a good place and they, they seemingly have all of these things going for them, you have to understand they're in a different tax bracket and they have a different lifestyle. Going 50-50 is not some type of death sentence. It's not something, you, you don't have to go do all of these things in order to generate a whole bunch of income. You don't have to slave. So I think a lot of the people perceived what Gabrielle Union was saying as she's sitting here slaving in order to pay 50-50 with her man. Now, don't get it twisted. When we start talking about 50-50, I don't, I don't know if every couple does this, but well, most part, most times when married couples are talking about 50, 50, they're not really talking about really going 50, 50 evenly with everything. A lot of times it's, Oh, I'll pay this bill. You pay this bill or whoever has the money or access to it will pay this to pay that, you know, or they stick to things like, Hey, I'll pay the mortgage and you pay the gas bill and the water bill or the recycling, or you pay the car notes, you know, you, you just split it in that way. You, when you have to split it, it, there are things that you're using. It isn't like you're spending, splitting something half with someone and you're not using what you're paying for. I feel like a lot of women don't want to put forth the money to pay for their own place to live. You don't, you don't want to put half on, you know, your household. And, and it's like, that's like weird to me. Like if you have kids, why wouldn't you want to put forth finances to be a part of a household? your own household to make sure your own household is in order as a woman, right? Just alone. Let's say you was living by yourself. You didn't have any kids. You didn't have any hu a husband. Do you know what type of pressures you would feel just to be able to take care of yourself by yourself? Like a lot of women are, are dealing with that right now. Like just taking care of yourself by yourself. You know how difficult that is. So the pressure that you feel, taking care of yourself by yourself. You guys don't think that men feel the pressure behind providing for a family by themselves, having to get up and go to work every day, even with times when they don't feel good or they don't feel like it. These men are not superhumans. They're human just like you are. I think a lot of women feel like men with um, their physique, because they're stronger, like they have muscles, they're bigger, you know, that they don't get sick or they don't get tired or they don't get angry or they don't get like they don't get lazy. They don't get frustrated. They don't. Come on, y'all. Like if you went to work every day, let's say you was a, a nurse, you went to work every day. Sometimes you go have a stressful day because you're dealing with patients all day. It's the same thing with men. A man who's a doctor, he got to deal with a lot of shit being a doctor. And, and not just physical stuff, but mental stuff. So I think when women look at men and men look so brave and, you know, full of courage and they got so much pride, it's like, you guys think that they're this solid monolith stone that can't be hurt or, pen or penetrated. These men be struggling being the only breadwinner. And then when they get on social media and they start talking shit like, I don't expect my woman to pay for anything. I don't want my woman to do bye, bye, bye. Yeah, right. <laughs> These be the same men that be pissed off when they get divorced from a woman and she take everything that they got. But they don't think about this when they marry. They don't even realize that there's going to come a time where you might not be making the same amount of money. Your, your, your money going to be funny. 
Because in order for you to keep it flowing, you know, you got to keep working. And at some point you can't work forever. And then things happen. Like people get sick. People get in car accidents. People break their legs, arms, bump their head. I mean, think about it right now. Jamie Foxx been laying in the hospital bed for how long? Is he out the hospital yet? Think about what's going to happen to his family if he passes away. Think about how much money he is losing right now just by not working. And, and I seen a couple of memes on social media and they was like, look at Jamie Foxx. Everybody decided to keep working after, you know, he, you know, something happened to them and, and, and it, it, something happened to him and he's in the hospital. That's not fair. These people don't care about you. It's not that. It's these people have families they need to take care of as well. You got a whole staff that's, that's on a movie set. You feel me? You got camera people. You got gaffer people, you got casting directors, other actors and actresses and stunt people and all types of stuff. It's people, makeup artists and hair people. All of these people need to make money, right? So just because something happened to Jamie Foxx doesn't mean suddenly the production had to stop. They had to keep going because they'd already put too much money in the film already. They had already, like, postponed the film. And here comes Jamie Foxx, something happens to him, and everybody's like, oh, my God, they're going to keep filming the movie? Hell, yeah. Because they got kids and stuff to pay for. They got families to pay for. They got households to build. So, of course, they got to keep going. When you're when you dealing with someone who is is an entrepreneur, a business owner, a celebrity, an entertainer, an actor, if they're wealthy, they're taking care of so many people. And the pressure behind it, Y'all don't even understand. The reason why I understand it is because I'm a coach. I'm a life coach. So I've been doing a lot of counseling. So I've been sitting here talking to clients who are male. They're financially in a good place, got their education, but they're stressed a little bit because they have this load to carry on top of them. So as a woman, you have to start thinking about your man. Do you love him? Do you care about him? That's why you need to go out here and get a job. That's why you need to go out here and get your own money. That's why you need to make sure that you're going. I'm not saying 50-50, but you need to be putting something towards your household. It's nothing wrong with that, okay? And when women call me a mammy and a pick me because I've been the type of woman who was loved by a man before. I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to be loved by a man. I know what it feels like to get proper guidance and inspiration from a man. I know what it feels like when a good man is in my presence and he's doing something of purpose to help my life improve, right? I know what that feels like. So as a woman, if you don't know what that feels like and you see another woman, speaking about her experience and she's encouraging you to keep looking for love or that you shouldn't have a hardened heart every time you're talking about men. It's because she's been loved before. She knows what it feels like and she wants that for you. Don't call her a pygmy. <laughs> Don't call her a mammy. Let me tell you what a pygmy is. A pygmy is a person who sees a man who ain't shit and still think this man is something. Me, I'm not that. I tell you if a nigga a dusty. Okay, <laughs> like in a heartbeat, y'all know how I feel about Dusty's. I will eviscerate one. But there's a difference between a Dusty and a good man. It's two different things, and I've seen it. How many times have y'all heard me talk about my daughter's father? I talk about how amazing he is all the time. To this day, my daughter, 23, he's still an amazing father. He has been a good father since day one. I ain't never had a problem with him when it comes to being a father. You feel what I'm saying? And any 
problem he may have had with me, it was never pulled into his relationship with his daughter. He was never the bitter baby daddy who decided, well, I'm just going to take out on my kid what I feel about her. I don't like her, so I'm not going to take care of my kid. He didn't do that. So because I had a positive experience with him and countless other men, men I've counseled, that's why I said to y'all in a, a live stream, I think sometime two weeks ago, I was saying, you got to name some of the men in your life that's been good to you because it's been men out there that's been good to you. Okay, not every man is bad. Oh, you know what I just thought about while I'm <laughs> while we talking about this? And this, you know, a lot of the good men that I got to experience recently that I didn't have a like emotional connection to was the men that were on the set with me when I did tonight's conversation. And the reason why I'm bringing up tonight's conversation is because there was a clip yesterday of Trip Fontaine, and he was talking about how come everybody feels like the parent that stayed is the person who's innocent and they could themselves be like abusive or drug addict or blah 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 I, I said you know the reason why people instantly believe that the person who stayed in their children's life is a life is an innocent person is because they are put in comparison to the person that felt like it was okay to abandon the child. Like anybody <laughs> is better than a person who decides to abandon the child, right? To me, it's like, I can have respect for somebody who stayed. I'm not justifying abuse or people being drug addicts or anything like that. I'm not saying that that's what, you know, uh, people are supposed to be or, you know, but when it comes to parenting, some people aren't perfect. Some people will abuse themselves so they become an abusive parent. But when you relinquish your responsibility altogether, when it comes to taking care of a child, you know, to me, that is like the worst thing that you could do as a person. Like to me, a person who stayed in a child's life, it's not that I believe that they're innocent. It's just I automatically assume that they must be a better person than the person that decided to leave their child with that person. So it's just like if a, if a person is a bad person and you know that person is a bad person and you end up having a child with this person, why would you leave a child with that toxic person, right? That person that, you know, left the child can't be no better than the person that they knew was abusive and toxic that they left the child with. You know what I'm talking about? Like, so that's why I automatically think you a better person than a, than a, a person who runs away from taking care of their children. Like, regardless to, you know, um, how good of a parent you are, to some degree, you still better than the person who abandoned their child. Now, would you be a, a better parent? Maybe not so much. You know, I'm not saying, <laughs> you know, you might still suck ass at, at parenting, but you still are, are a better parent than that specific person. Are you a better parent than other parents who may be nurturing their children or being present for their children, not abusing their children? You know, no, you're not a better parent than those people. Those people are amazing. <laughs> but when we start talking about people who abandon their children, Versus people who stayed in their children's lives, I'm always going to think the person who stayed and tried is better than the person that ran. Always. Because before you get a person pregnant, you can always, there's so many preventative measure, measures for men and women. It's so many forms of birth control. It's so many forms of self-control. You can just not do it altogether. You feel what I'm talking about? So that's how I feel about that. I feel like um, I see those people as innocent for a reason. So um, let's see.
uh, it would have made sense for me to actually plug up my laptop. Okay. <laughs> my bad. So I was about to go into these comments right quick. Not right quick, but you know, try to get some of these comments in. Social media is a toxic place, my friend. It, that is very true. Thank you, Ash. I feel beautiful sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> uh gabrielle is out of her mind ain't no way i make great money on my own as well however my husband gives me six thousand dollars a month just for maintenance without asking me for a single dime 16 years married well ma'am not the average couple is operating in that way like not every couple has a husband who can toss them six thousand dollars and then you have wives out there who are not impressed by the fact that a man could give them $6,000 because she got her own $6,000. What a man gives her is extra. You know, it, it isn't something to see here and praise. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh, thank you. This is a gift. And that's how you can praise him, you know, and be appreciative and grateful. But to consider a man giving you $6,000 just all of the time, like you requiring something like that is ridiculous. Like, especially when you're a wife, it doesn't matter how long you've been married. Ain't no way in hell I'm going to expect my husband to just keep tossing me $6,000 a month as if, like, that's a requirement for our marriage. If he does something like that out of the kindness of his heart because that's the type of man he is, I will appreciate that about him. But to have women out here thinking that that is the prerequisite for a marriage is some bullshit. Like, congratulations to you, lady. I'm happy that you got that type of husband. But you saying that doesn't mean that women should be out here requiring that their husband give them $6,000 a month. It just, it, especially when these women making their own money. You know what I mean? Like, I got my own money. I, if my husband give me $6,000, cool. You know, if you want me to buy something special or if you want to give me something of sentimental value that would mean more to me. A lot of you women want women want men to buy you. You make your entire marriage or relationship transactional and you think that's something to celebrate. To me, I'm disgusted by that. I don't think you should do that to your husbands. I really don't. Like, I don't, I don't, it's not. Give me something more valuable than that. A man could buy any woman. You could buy any woman on the planet. But what can you give me? That, that is sentimental to me that only I could get from you. What, what, what could you give me? Any woman could get $6,000. Like, come on. Gabrielle Union is not out of her mind. Gabrielle Union is just like, well, I mean, I make money. What else I'm going to do with it? <laughs> what else she's supposed to do with it? Not take care of her family? She's doing what she's supposed to do with it. Take care of her family. Like, I don't understand, y'all. I don't understand <laughs> Uh, that's the thing. You can't label all men no more than men can label all women when neither of the two have data all of one or the other. That's true. I mean, a lot of times when I hear women talk about other races of men and how other races of men, like this woman right here, she said she was, she was just bragging a minute ago about how her husband give her $6,000 a month. Right. She then also said that she doesn't date a, she's not married to a black man. Well, there are a lot of women out there who claim that other races of men are better men to be with, but then they don't have like these amazing relationships with other races of men. Like if these other races of men are so amazing, then why aren't they with them? Because it'd be a lot of single women that say that. I hear it all the time. 
But yeah, just because, you know, as a woman, one woman just ended up in an interracial marriage and her interracial husband or a white husband or whatever race he is decides to give her $6,000 a month, that doesn't mean that needs to be the prerequisite or the requirement for each marriage. I just think that that's some bullshit. Um, I mean, I think everybody should sign a prenup because <laughs> you never know how much money you make. You never know that one day you might win a lottery. You never know something could change for you. If you, even if you're, you're broke, you know, um, I don't want to be mean, but I hate that statement. Women made poor choices than men. Men come in different forms. They know how to talk to get the female. Men know how to fake the funk for a long time until they have you where they want you and bam, he becomes an asshole. Women don't know always until it's too late. That's st that statement burns my britches. Well, again. Let me say this again and let me explain this a lot better so you can have a better understanding. Okay? It's one thing for you to have one experience with one man who knows how to talk to you. Like, I, I tell women this all the time. Men show you the red flags that something is wrong from the beginning. You just got to listen. A lot of women don't listen. A lot of women don't trust their own intuition. They they see something and it'd be like a little small thing at first. And they'd be like, nah, I'm just tripping. Okay? Men show you who they are. They give you a red flag. Everybody give you a red flag. OK, once you start trusting your intuition, you can start picking up on a lot of the bullshit. Once you get a better radar, it's like it's like building a muscle. OK, once you know enough, experience enough, you'll be able to avoid that by having a decent vetting process. Y'all say men pretend to be X, Y, and Z for a long time. And I'm telling you, men are not that brilliant. OK, they're real simple when it comes to women. And women always try to make it seem like we always better than them. We more intellectual than them. We we have our intuition. We're smarter than them. We blah, 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 boop, boop, beat, right? We all of these things. But you mean to tell me you keep getting played by men over and over and over again? It's one thing for it to happen to you one time, but you keep getting tricked? That's you, sis. That's you. And if it burns your bridges and you get triggered by it, it's because you don't want to sit here and deal with the fact that you got an issue and you have a, a bad radar, a bad system when it comes to vetting men. It's hard pill to swallow. A lot of women don't want to accept the fact that that's the truth about them. Y'all don't want to hear that. Y'all don't want to hear that. Oh, the reason why the common denominator is you. Man after man after man after man. Somehow you keep picking men who like to say whatever they want to say. To, to women, to get women to do whatever. That's not every man. Not every man is walking around here trying to get trying to get you. You know what I mean? Trying to do you in. That's not true. It's plenty of men out here that want to be loved. There's plenty of men out here who want to be loyal. There's plenty of women, there's plenty of men out here that's like that. And as a woman, right, you got to start being able to look at the green and red flags when it comes to these men. Of course, every single man that you run into in the beginning, they all going to look identical. But if you got a good vetting process and you know how to handle these conversations and these experiences with men after date one, you be good money. You get rid of dudes a lot quicker. Women be sleeping with men too fast. Y'all be using sex as a salutation. Y'all don't have, y'all look at me like I'm crazy when I be like, hey, make them wait 90 days. Shit, make them wait a year. Be friends with them first. A lot of times when you just friends with a man, like I, I tell women, do not start dating a man that just randomly walked up to you somewhere date a man that you have consistently seen over and over again to where you've seen how he interact with other people 
you seen what type of man he is, whether it's an environment where he live up the street from you. Y'all always see each other at the grocery store. Y'all got mutual friends or something like that. It has to be that type of man, not just these men that you keep meeting on the Internet, men that you meet in places you ain't even supposed to be. A lot of times meeting men at strip clubs and all types of shit. Like, y'all do not know how to have a good vetting process and you don't know how to choose good men. But you expect for people to just sit here and keep having sympathy for you. If it keeps happening over and over and over again, it's you. It is not men. At some point, you have to understand there's good men and then there's bad men. If you keep choosing bad men, it's you. Go choose some good men. Figure it out. Or get a dating coach. Watch more videos on how to choose a good man. That's why I said I need to do more content teaching women how to pick a good guy. So you won't have to keep having the same experience over and over again. Because there's way too many women out here who are having a great experience with their husband. Not everybody having an issue with men. I'm sorry. It's just way too many, too many women, too many women out here, you know. Statistics are the barometer to use as support her statement because that doesn't describe all of us. Right. I'm one who is in the home with my wife and kids and they're grown and living on their own now. Right. So many men out there who help raise their kids. Right. Don't get it twisted. I think it's a lot of deadbeat fathers out here. I really do. Inside of the community, it's a lot of deadbeat dads. But like I asked y'all on my community tab, I specifically said, do y'all think that it's that men are bad fathers are men good fathers or is it that men need to more be more visible inside of the black community black men need to be more visible if they are fathers inside of the black community if it's so many black men being good fathers y'all need to be showing that in the community you need to show up in certain things that you haven't been showing up at because a lot of times in our communities we can go to any type of black function go to the damn grocery store, go to wherever, and we see a whole bunch of single mothers or just moms taking care of children. It's one thing for it to be in the middle of the day and, you know, you got to stay at home, moms, you go to the grocery store. That's one thing, okay? But it's another for, for a woman to be walking around in the middle of the night by herself with a child. That's a, that's a woman without a husband. You feel what I'm saying? That's a woman without, like, because no man who is a father is going to, want to it's going to feel comfortable with their baby mama or wife going somewhere alone at night with their kids men are not going to allow that so if is if black men are fathering right and they're inside the home and the reason why we don't see them visibly in our community all the time is because they're always working that's still too much you know that's still like that's why i tell women to go out there and make their own money because if your husband is working so much to where he don't even get to spend time with you and your kids that's a problem you gotta help him because if children could choose they would choose being in the presence of their parents over having a whole bunch of materialistic stuff all of the time most kids just want to hang out with you my son don't want all of that expensive shit you be seeing little kids play with on TikTok and youtube and wherever the fuck else my son want to hang out with me. <laughs> I mean, he don't care. He don't know the value of stuff yet. He know he want toys, but he, I'm not about to give my son a Rolex and he'd be like, oh, thanks mom. You know what I'm saying? He don't fuck about that shit. He'll throw that shit right off the, <laughs> right off the window. Put that shit in the tub with him. You know what I'm saying? He don't know nothing about that. So I'm telling y'all, y'all, if, if you a father or, or you a mother and your, your husband don't have time for, to be around you or your kids, 
it's kind of pointless for you to be working like that. Let me get a bus driver. I'm thinking about money. I'm thinking about them bus rides. <laughs> Here's my thing. When, when you date it, like, you also have to factor in where you are as a woman. Like, it's, it's it boggles my mind that a whole bunch of average women out here with city jobs themselves, or if they are a teacher, or if they are a cashier at Walmart, or if they are whatever, right? They have these average-ass jobs. But they're looking at a man who's a bus driver like, I can never date him. What? You better date the fuck out that bus driver, or trash man, or police officer, or whatever. <laughs> talking about because like it's the same you know what I mean especially if you got a decent character it's always important to find out how your partner defines things relationship and marriage means different things to different people that's true I agree with you on that um those are princesses who want to be thought of and called queens and they're not because they they understand the difference Agree to keep it real and mindful. It does depend on how to form their relationship. It's good to know about for a great life. I think that sometimes women expect men to pay for everything as a form of compensation because the men that they are dating may not be paying back in love, patience, and kindness. That goes back to what I said about making poor choices in men. Why would you, why would you still date a man, right? If he's not showing you love, patience, and kindness, why would you continue to date him and just take his money? How is that beneficial? For who? Like it, like it doesn't make up for the things that you're not getting. Like I think a lot of people think that once you get a lot of money, you'll just be satisfied. But look at all of the women who have had babies and marriages with men who are wealthy. Dude, a lot of them don't look happy. Like you, like you can sit here and be like, oh, they're at the at this event, you know, they're the socialite at the event. They have the jewelry, they have the cars, they have the red bottoms, the purses, the handbags. They got the expensive makeup on it. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to tell y'all, it may seem like it's happiness, but at the end of the day, you still gonna want love from your man. You still gonna want kindness from your man. You're still going to want passion from your man. Like it, it doesn't replace it. And I think a lot of women think it, it does. In my personal experience, sometimes men feel as though money makes up for integrity. And uh, fuck. I think my camera is out of focus. Can y'all still hear me? Hopefully y'all can hear me. Hold on, wait. Hold up. Hopefully y'all can still hear me because my damn camera is like done. <laughs> it's like it's like fuck that. Oh yeah, it went. It went. Let me change it. Hold up. I ran out of power. Now y'all can see like the top of my wall needs to be. <laughs> I need to put some more uh, paper up there for y'all. <laughs> so anyway, back to what I was. <laughs> So back to what I was saying. Okay, so where was I? Where was I at? Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so oh shit, I lost my balance. Okay, here it is. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, integrity and healthy relationships sometimes traumatize people who settle for what they can get instead of what they need. It just makes you even more traumatized. I don't know what I was saying before my camera got cut off, but it just makes you more traumatized. 
basically, at the end of the day. You will only receive what you demand and put up with. Never underestimate the power of goodbye. Girl, that is a whole ass word. That is a whole ass word. He's doing it out of the kindness of his heart. Maybe not 6K, but he shouldn't even require any of her money. Yeah, that's bullshit. That's a whimsical, like that's a that's a fairy tale that women have been, like you have to understand, it's perpetuating a vicious like cycle that women have been trying to get out of. Women have been trying to fight for empowerment to escape that type of shit. Women have not, been like put it like this put it like this it's not fair for you as a woman to expect a man to only provide financially when we as women have all of these opportunities to go out and make twice as much money as they can think about that yeah what you're saying is outdated as fuck when 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 women couldn't go out there i'm sorry i forgot my camera off <laughs> when women couldn't go out and get their own money women can do that shit now we we can go out there and get our own money you know i, I was in a swinger sweetheart swingers are usually married swinging is when a married couple swaps with another married couple okay what i was was what they call a unicorn which is a bisexual woman who may have had sex with a married couple okay i was polyamorous okay yes swingers are people who are married okay um and yes i was a unicorn but i mean yes i my first couple which is interesting because when i look back at it Remember when I said in some videos that there was a guy that introduced me to the swingers lifestyle in like 2010, 2011? Um, and he led me to believe that him and his wife swung and that she was supposed to be going to more parties with him and she hadn't gone. And she also cheated on him with someone else and she was like a flight attendant. That was the story behind the guy that was married that introduced me to the swingers lifestyle, okay? He was poly and he introduced me to polyamorous lifestyle, okay? But that situation wasn't the first time a couple came to me and asked me to have sex with them. That was actually the second time. The first time was way before that. A couple came to me and during that time, I didn't even know that's what that was. They came to me, they seen me somewhere. I don't even know where I seen them at, but they saw me somewhere and we got to like talking, you know, and it took them maybe three months. They built like a friendship with me. It took them three months to finally ask me to sleep with them. The couple. Right. And I was like, that's interesting. You know, that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? So when I did it the first time, it was pretty decent experience. The second time came and the second time, they started getting into an argument about who was going to be with me more, like who was going to sleep with me more. And that's when I told both of them that I felt like it was going to break up their marriage. And I want, I ain't want to have nothing to do with it because I didn't like to see them arguing over who was going like sleep with me more. And I just, I was done with that. I don't even remember shit. I had it been like 2004. 
I didn't remember that that experience happened to me or that I did that until like, like last year. I was like, oh my God, I remember that. Shit weird. But yeah, they was, a, they, they stayed married and they was a pretty decent couple. Like it wasn't like they was mean or they wasn't, they had just been married for a while and they was just looking for like somebody to like, I guess spice up. Because couples do that, like when they get bored or she get mundane, a lot of times they want to bring in someone else just to spice up their sex life. And so I felt like it was only supposed to be about sex and it wasn't supposed to make them argue. That didn't make any sense to me. So I was like, I don't want to do that. Anyway, um, it is possible that the marriage only lasted six years because that's how old the child is. What are you talking about the statistics that said I was talking about the CDC statistics that said men only stay around. Men are more likely to stay around and black men and take care of their ch children until they get to the age of six. You mean you mean to tell me the average marriage inside of the black community only lasts six years? By your logic, you're saying majority of the marriages inside of the black community only last six years. Yeah. I met Gabrielle Union in real life. She was so rude. She she said she was rude. She said she was a mean person. When I moved all the way to Hawaii and met her cousins, her reputation precedes her. She she um said she was mean. She she's always admitted that she was mean. She was a mean girl. Yeah, she seemed she seemed kind of mean sometimes. I'm not saying she not. I didn't say she was nice. We're in my podcast and I said she was nice. Um, at some point. Those mothers should take accountability. Women control whether the child is born, whether they choose to birth a child by Dusty and then complain. Because after, let me explain to you something. After a child is born, I mean, after a child is conceived, right? The process of going through an abortion is not as simple as it would be for you to put on a condom. A lot of times men feel like the the act of putting on a condom is equivalent to an abortion an abortion is a procedure it's surgery it's you cutting something out of your body that is very different from putting on a rubber i know that nowadays a lot of these young girls feel comfortable with going to the clinic a lot of times women don't find out they're pregnant until it's too late like, I, I remember when I was younger, you couldn't get an abortion after three months. After three months, it was done for you because they would only perform abortions between conception and three months. So a lot of times women aren't finding out a man is a dusty until after he finds out she's pregnant. A lot of women are falling for that shit. But then you have women who knew a dude was a dusty. And decided to have a Dusty's baby because they thought the baby would change the Dusty. That's why I tell women all the time, stop having babies. Stop having them. Stop having them with black men. If black men is your problem, stop having babies by black men. When I said this, black men got mad as shit at me. I know y'all remember, some of y'all at least remember, when my video went viral on social media. It was on TikTok first. And I said that black men, that, that black women should stop having babies by black men. And everybody was like, ah, she's trash talking to black men. And inside of this video, I specifically said 
that the women who see here and be baby mama number two, three, four, five, six shouldn't have any sympathy for you, sis. Stop having babies by these dudes. Especially when you know that a lot of black men are dusties. A lot of black men have the proclivity to leave a, a woman with a child by herself, right? If you notice as a woman, why do you keep having babies with them? That doesn't make sense. But when I said that, black men was like, oh, she's trying to bash us. She's trying to... No, I'm trying to tell women how illogical it is for them to have all of these negative things to say about black men, but still sleep with them and still have babies by them. That doesn't make any sense. I personally am tired of having the same conversations. That's another reason why I pulled away from social media, because I got tired. Girl, yeah, they was fighting over me. How you fighting over a fucking... How you fighting over a side chick? That don't make sense. <laughs> How? How are you fighting over a side chick? That don't make sense to me, because cause it's just like, you... I didn't want to fight. That's all I know. I didn't want to fight. I understand, but whether she knew he was a dusty or not, when the woman get pregnant and finds out how he is, she decides if the child will be born. You're not listening to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. I keep forgetting that I might turn my camera on. Listen. Putting on a condom is not equivalent to having an abortion. Okay. So when a woman finds out she's pregnant, it's harder to make the decision to have abortion than it would be for a man to simply have just put on a condom. Because an abortion is a procedure. It's something you getting something cut out of your body. Okay, it's painful. It hurts. You have to be on medication for a little while. It's not something, it's, it's not just some average thing. Now you might be able to take a plan B if you, if you before three months, right? You should be able to take a plan B. I don't I don't know how plan B's work. You know what I mean? Because I just promote celibacy and abstinence. That's my thing. Just don't have sex. You know what I mean? But having an abortion is not an easy thing to do. When you find out a man is suddenly a dusty, an abortion doesn't suddenly become like the solution to that problem. Because a, an abortion is a surgery. It's a procedure. It's like... Getting your butt done or your breast done. Now, then again, these women go get their butt done easy. So they might feel comfortable with abortions nowadays. But like I said, when I was younger, it wasn't it wasn't that easy. You could it was very painful. You know, it's not something that you like women would consider doing like just easy like that. Yeah, it hurts your soul. It's some like I, one thing I could tell you about the abortions I had, right? I had a medical abortions and I had abortions for men who was like flat out. I don't want to have a baby. Right. I had abortions for them. I had an abortion for my mother. My mother asked me to have an abortion when I got pregnant the first time. And I really wanted to be a mother the first time. Okay. The first time I got pregnant, I was like 15 or 16. I wanted my baby. And the guy that I got pregnant by was my boyfriend. It wasn't like I was just randomly sleeping with somebody. It was my boyfriend. Right. And we had been together for like two years. Shit like that. And so I ended up getting pregnant and my mother begged me not to, to have it. And I was just like, why are you begging me, you know, not to have it? Like, you know, but she did. And so even nowadays, it still bothers me when I think back. Yeah, I have a son now, but when I think about, and a daughter, but when I think about the children that I could have had before, 
like I sometimes I imagine myself married with like four or five kids and what that would be like because I always wanted a family I always wanted to have a big loving family because I never had it so I always wanted it and I still don't have it you know and so so when you're asking women some women want a baby you know and simply because she's finding out that a man is a dusty it doesn't X out the desire that she wants a family. And I think a lot of men who don't want babies should stop having them. Like, if you don't want them, don't tell women that you that you want them. Yeah, abortion is not a healthy, regular birth control method. Thank you. Like, I don't know why people think that that's, like, normal. You're not supposed to be doing that to your body. You're not supposed to be getting BBLs. You're not supposed to be getting breasts done and all this extra stuff that we be doing. You're not supposed to be. It's unhealthy. I am listening. My question is still the same. Why choose to give birth? At this point, at this point, I think you just purposely just want to misunderstand me. I think you just want to be asinine. Because I, I, I don't know how else to explain this to you thoroughly. Like, I have really broken down for you. Like, I <laughs> Yeah, they complain about the father because the father, listen, as a man, right? And I'm assuming you're a man because you seem in real remedial right now. And only men be this fucking remedial in my comment section. Like, it's rare that I find a woman this fucking remedial. So listen to this, okay? <laughs> listen, all right? Women complain about the fathers of their children when they find out that this man is not going to help them raise a child. He's choosing to be bitter, even more bitter, <laughs> or, me, or, or even more dustier than he was being. A lot of times women are expecting for men to be better or because some men have allowed children to make them better. Some women feel like if a man has a baby, that's going to make him better. Is that smart to think that? not so much is that logical to think that all the time not so much but this is what they're thinking <laughs> okay you know i do have to throw insults i do sir because you know you're getting on my nerves but you want to keep going like you don't get this you get this you get what i'm saying you're just being asinine no one else is listen everybody else is watching this get it you the only one being weird <laughs> When things get hard, the feminism goes out the window, even with slow ones like you. Listen, Kevin. Uh, Kevin, you still here? Okay, Kevin. I am not a feminist. I do not support feminism. Okay? That is not what this is about. Okay? When things get hard, okay, for women... Or, or just people in general. A lot of the things that we were once believing changes. And you're the idiot for not accepting that and assuming that when things get hard for women, suddenly we're any different from when a man get when things get hard for a man. When things get hard for anybody, a lot of the things that we were thinking changes. Because a lesson is learned or something valuable is happening.
I don't support feminism. I'm not a feminist. Okay? And, and, and honestly, I feel like a lot of people don't know what the definition of feminism is. Because feminism isn't about oppressing men. It's not about hurting men. It's about women going out there independently operating without having to sleep with men to get it. Women going out and getting their education and buying land and having the right to vote and doing things like that. That's what feminism was to me. That's what I was taught feminism was. A lot of times when I hear a lot of people talk about feminism on social media nowadays, it sounds inaccurate as fuck. Y'all sound stupid. Because that's not what feminism is. Feminism isn't about oppressing men, being better than men, or women trying to be men. It's more of women wanting to survive without having to be beat by a man, misused by a man, tricked by a man, or fucked by a man to get it. But then when you see women do shit like be a, be a stripper or, or, or a porn star or have OnlyFans and then classify that shit as feminism or women empowerment, it's like that's stupid because the whole... Uh, the whole point of feminism is to be able to generate income or do whatever you want to do or live a free life without having to deal with men. So that means not having to strip for them, not having needed their money in any type of way. That's what feminism is about. It's not about harming men. Men are not just going around telling women that they want babies. Men are not just going around telling women they want babies. Uh, I beg to differ. <laughs> Plenty of men have said that to me. Plenty of men have said that to me and did not mean that shit. They probably said it in the middle of like having sex or something like that. Um, I agree with you for the person that stayed. No one knows the trials and tribulation one person goes through. But if you stick it out, you might be surprised at the outcome. Right. It's like, to me, is it, if you run out on your kids, you're a coward, you know? You know what I mean? Kevin, you, you don't know me. I don't even know who you are, sir. Uh, you may know me in your own head, but you, I don't know you, bro. Uh, this don't look like the wall of wealthy women. This is my studio. The fuck? What the fuck are you saying? How would you know what the wall of a wealthy woman looks like? Problem with y'all is y'all so stuck on aesthetics. <laughs> y'all think wealth looks a way that it doesn't. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not trying to look like a wealthy woman. I'm just trying to, you know, have my podcast and <laughs> finish my wall eventually. I haven't finished it. It's like so, you know, <laughs> like that's. Uh, me needing to do my due diligence <coughs> it has nothing to do with, with wealth or anything it has more to do with me not putting in the energy to put the rest of the wall <laughs> but the paper is in, the paper is in here oh, shit I'm not ashamed of <laughs> I am not ashamed um, so if a woman wants a baby, I get that. But if she wants a baby and the father's innocent, why? I just explain it. Okay. Lord. <laughs> because these women be feeling like these men are supposed to let babies change them. Like, and honestly, as a, as a woman or even as a man, you know, 
when children come into this world, when, when you start seeing a version of yourself in this world, it does change you, right? It's supposed to. If it doesn't, that's weird. But yeah, she, they bash them. But everybody's like, single mothers are not created equal. Like my personal experience, you know, with my son's father, I don't like him because he doesn't take care of his, his child because he planned one with me. If he, if I, if I met my son's father and he was just a guy I was sleeping with, like casually, and that's all we were doing. And then I got pregnant and then a baby came and he didn't take care of it. I wouldn't be as upset. What upsets me about this entire situation is that he wanted kids. He led me to believe he wanted kids. Then after I got pregnant with my son, he was happy at first. He even wanted to buy me like pregnancy books and he was trying to be like a part of it. You know, he, he was making it seem like he was happy. Right. And then suddenly out of nowhere, because he wants to sleep around with other women. Now he don't want to take care of his son. That's strange to me. So that's my personal story. I don't know. I don't think all women are that, but, um, you know, uh, surviving a narcissist can teach you so much about yourself. It's true. I say an ex is an example of what you no longer choose to put up with. Remember that next time. Exactly. If the father steps away, it's not making him a coward. Some men just don't care. Explain that. Elaborate on that. If the father steps away, that does not make him a coward. Some men just don't care. Okay, explain that to me. I, I, I want to hear more about that. It's not that I don't understand. I just want to hear more about that. Like, I want to hear that. Because that's an interesting perspective. Like, that, I can respect that. I hear that. You know what I mean? Like, I take that in. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Lynn, for being here. Oh, girl, I did not laugh. I was like, hey. <laughs> oh, my bad. I thought she was like, I thought she was like slick trolling. <laughs> like, what? Because good child, never <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> if I, if I said something mean. Um, Here's an idea. Let's stop normalizing having babies in relationships and instead reserve it for the union of marriage as it was intended. That would be a wonderful start. Yeah, it would be a wonderful start, but then you also have to encourage men to stop abandoning their children once the divorce is final or that they find someone to sleep with. You know, someone else to sleep with. We was just talking about this with Brian McKnight. Brian McKnight had a whole family. While he was married, he had kids and he also had a side baby. Then now he's married to a completely different woman and he tries to act like the children that he had before ain't don't exist. Like we, we seeing this in real time. <laughs> so I'm just saying, marry before you carry ain't the be all like y'all think. Uh, if you were raised right with the father teaching you the value you hold, you wouldn't want to abandon that kid. And not be a strong influence of his life. That's true. I agree. I agree. I feel like men who were raised by good fathers. I, I don't know a lot of men who were raised by good fathers that would leave their children. Regardless to whether the woman was somebody that they was just jumping off or having a casual fling with. Neither one of my children come from a casual fling. 
my daughter's father and I was in a committed relationship. We was together for a long time. Even after she was born, we broke up for a little while. And then we tried to, you know, work it out at some point. You know, it, it, we was together. But I don't think um, any man who has a decent father in his life would, would feel comfortable with his, abandoning his children. Um, even if he didn't care for the woman. No offense to anyone, but everyone needs to decide if they want to be a parent before they get in the mood with that person. I agree. Like, that's something, like, before you even have sex with a person, you need to be thinking about it, what it would be like to have a baby with them. If I don't want you to father my child, I don't want to be with you. Right. Like, th that's what I understand about people. I know a lot of people like casual sex, but I don't understand how you can like casual sex when it doesn't have any type of emotional attachment to it. Because I need an emotional attachment in order for me to feel comfortable with having sex. You know, like, I don't, I don't understand. Some don't care. Empathy isn't a natural human condition. Oh, I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe that. I, because, because, see, think about it like this. Think about it like this. It's not that empathy isn't a natural human condition. I think that... Just after you've been living for a certain amount of years, to some degree, after you've experienced life, you kind of gain this like sensitivity level or non-sensitivity level to where you might be sensitive to people because you understand your own experience as a human being, right? You've had times when you were sick or you wasn't feeling well or you didn't have any money or, you know... You know about the bad times as a, as a human being, right? And if you had it, when you was a kid, like, you remember all of the things that you couldn't do or how often someone mistreated you or something like that, right? When you get older and you see other children, to some degree, it's like as a human being, you got to feel some type of something. If you don't feel some type of something, whether it's empathy or not, you are a sociopath. Now, the reason why I call men who abandon their children cowards is because a lot of times it doesn't have anything to do with them simply not caring. A lot of times they get scared because they feel like either they don't have what it takes or they're scared to go through the process of having, you know, going through an entire pregnancy or being there at the birth. My uh, son's father had a phobia of childbirth. He was worried about what it would be like when I was giving birth. You know what I mean? So I'm like, why, why would that be scary to you? You ain't the one that's sitting there got to push that shit out. You know? <laughs> so anyway... As a man, we all fear like the unknown or, or what's going to happen next sometimes, right? So I feel like a lot of times men run because they're scared, not because they don't care. But I, I hear what you're saying. But a person who doesn't have empathy is a sociopath. So to you, that means people are born sociopaths. <laughs> That's what you said. Uh, um... Yeah, you're saying em em empathy is not part of the natural fight or flight response. I don't think in your situation that he's a coward. I think he just doesn't care. 
which could sometimes be worse. Well, you, you mean in my situation, you feel like he doesn't care. Well, that's even more of a sociopath. Like he's a sociopath then. Because to have been in this full-blown relationship and we're talking about marrying each other and having kids and we're living together and we're going through all of these emotional things together and building all of these bonds and doing things and loving on each other. And, you know, like it's literally pictures and videos of me and him loving on each other everywhere. So it's just like how could you have done all of that with someone and then turn around and not care about their person or the child that you have with that person? That's a sociopath, right? Like, <laughs> it's just weird. It's a healthy human condition. Far too much hurt people. Hold up. Who then go on to hurt others. Empathy is modeled by a healthy home life. Okay. Well, I think in order to teach your children empathy, or to care for something, you got to give them something when they're, when they're little. Like I heard a guy say that in order for um, little boys to get empathy, their parents should buy them a plant. I was like, oh, like teach them how to keep something alive. But I was like, well, you could do that if you get a, get them a dog. My son plays with our Yorkie. Our Yorkie's mean though. So at a certain age, I'm going to give my son another dog, but I got him a fish. Like, I got him a fish for his fifth birthday. A real fish, like a real tropical fish to where, not like a goldfish. Where I had to literally get a tank. <laughs> and I was like, this is how I'm going to teach my son how to take care of something. And so I've been teaching him how to, you know, because you, you really got to be delicate with fish. So, but he showed empathy before that, you know. Um... Did they tell you directly that they were scared or are you putting those words in their mouth? My child's father, he said he was scared. He did he did scary thing. He did things to prove that he was afraid. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know about other men. You know what I mean? Like we we he, he was talking about my specific experience cuz that's what I was sharing. I was sharing my specific experience with a man leaving me with a child. I agree with this, Anthony. I agree with that. If if we stop ignoring the red flags, we can avoid a lot of issues. I agree. Being afraid of childbirth does not matter. You said he told you before birth that he did not want a child. You chose to give birth. Because he planned on him. Are you? This is why I said you were slow. Because you're not. It's either you're not hearing me or you're trolling. It's one thing for a man to sit down and plan children with you and say, hey, I want children. I want marriage. Sit down and lay up with me without protection, not even pulling out. <laughs> Just having sex like it's nothing because you see me as your fiance. You see us getting married. You know, that's the plan. We live together. You know, like we, we looking for a new home to live together. We're doing all of these things, building our life together. Then suddenly I'm pregnant, right? Then our first couple of months, everything's fine. Then suddenly it's don't have an abortion, but put our child up for adoption because I don't love you and I don't want our baby because I want to sleep with my ex. Meanwhile, I'm 38. I'm already in a geriatric pregnancy. I already want another child anyway. The whole point of me being with him was to build a family and have a baby 
why would I suddenly see that he's a jackass and be like, you know what? I'm going to fuck up this child's life because he's a jackass. No, it was like, okay, I have to factor in what I want too. And I have to factor in the life of a child now because it's not just him and what he wants and what he's doing. It's about me and a whole nother human being. That's like two against one right there. So it's like, I gotta, I gotta make this decision about whether I want to give a child up for adoption by myself. Like what? Like you want me to give a child, you want me to be the woman that puts another black man into the system. Fuck that. I was like, no, and I'll just raise him alone. So then after the whole, um, I told him I wasn't going to put him up for adoption and shit. And I started asking him what he wanted. He started making it seem like he did want him. And then suddenly it was like kind of a yo-yo effect to where one minute he was saying he was wanting them, next minute he was saying to, it just ended up he was being confused, you know. So I just was like, fuck it. And then I tried, like people was like, give him a chance, you know, keep trying. So I tried for like a year, maybe two after my son was born. And after that, I was just like, fuck him. You know what I mean? Fuck him for what he did. He pays child support, um, you know, $264, that's it. Uh, if you're dealing with a born sociopath, it might start with torturing an animal. That's true, right? If you're dealing with a born sociopath, they might start with torturing animals, right? That's true. It just means that he realized that he did not want you or any of those things that you place so much value on. You act like I placed value on those things alone. Like I wouldn't. This is what y'all not understanding. I didn't come to this man on some. You know, like here are all the things that I value. You have a choice whether or not you should value them. It was him pretending to value those things as well. If he never pretended to value those things as well, I never would have put myself in a position to have a baby with him. I never would have thought, oh, this man is going to be my husband if he didn't actively pursue that. I wasn't thinking that on my own. So when he decided, hey, I don't want you anymore, that's not cool. Regardless to how, you know, y'all think it is, that's not okay to do to somebody. You don't just suddenly change your mind about something that serious after the fact, after the ball is already rolling. Tell me that shit before I'm pregnant so I can have a baby by somebody that actually loves me. Not wait until I get pregnant to tell me this entire time you didn't love me. That's bullshit. That's not okay. That's harmful to people. Why would, why would a man even want to do something like that? That's terrible. And the fact that you guys want to sit here and justify that that's something that's okay, it's terrifying to me. Men actually think that's okay to do to a woman? You don't do no shit like that to a woman. If you don't love a woman, tell her from the beginning. Don't pretend you want to be her husband. Don't move in with her. Don't meet her family. Don't introduce her to your family. Don't introduce you to her co- her co your co-workers, you know, shit like that. Don't start doing the type of things you would do with a woman that you, you know, want to be your wife if you know deep down you don't love them. Why do that? That's fucked up. And, if, and it's funny that people 
trivialize it like it's not something I should be pissed about. It's weird. You know, it's just, I don't know. That father who told me he didn't want to be involved and told me to abort did not have effect on my values and decision at puberty, knowing consequences that I would not kill or toss a baby. Uh, okay, I'm done with this person. You, It was nice talking to you, Cal, but you're being extra. I just really don't have time. I, t I talked to you, so whatever. I chose not to have sex until out of school, personally. I just know that I am taking that child on my own without him. I agree with gotta be honest from drum. If we're not interested, shouldn't be wasting people's time. Yeah, don't uh, yeah, don't waste my time like that. That's that's the that's the thing I'm pissed about, really. Like that and now we have a, a, a child together and now my son is in this world alone with no father. But had he been a hundred percent with me, I could have had a baby by somebody that actually loved me and who would actually love my son. But he took something from me that I can't get back. And y'all are expecting me to, you know, y'all expect for women to not be upset about that. It's one thing for you to meet a woman and just casually sleep with her. And, you know, that's it. You don't give her any indication that you want to be married to her, that you want to be with her, none of that. And then she turn around and have a baby and didn't expect you to be a father. That's different. That's not my situation. If that was my situation, I probably wouldn't be all like, why you don't take care of your baby? But because he made it seem like he loved me. Like we, I, listen, I didn't think I was going to have a life without him. That's what y'all don't get. I didn't, I didn't think I was going to have a life without him. I thought he was going to be in my life. I did not know. When I tell you, I literally, like I had my red flags that should have told me to leave him alone. But he knew what to say and what to do to make me feel comfortable enough to open up to him in that way and to possibly think that, you know what, my red flags might be me just overreacting and let me let this man love me. You know, that's what I was thinking. I have a video and I, I showed my son this video the other day. I showed my son videos of his father so he can just know, yeah, he has a father. This is video of me and Priest, right? where I remember the day like it was yesterday because we was trying to decide whether we wanted to still be together or not. And so we made this deal. He said, I'm going to climb to the top of Stone Mountain. And if you still want to be with me, come climb up to the mountain and meet me there at a certain time. Right? So he goes up the mountain, right? Now, mind you, I had every intention of going up the mountain. Right. So all this other stuff was happening that was slowing down me going to the top of the mountain. So as I'm going up the mountain, people would notice me. I'm at the bottom of the mountain. I'm talking to people. They're like, hey, Sasha Ray, aren't you that media personality? Aren't you that, that YouTube girl? Aren't you blah, blah, blah. <laughs> at the bottom of the mountain? Like, hey, but I'm trying to get to the top because the man I love is at the top. <laughs> and if he don't see me up there, he going to think I don't want to be with him no more. So I'm like rushing these people out of the way. So I get to the, to almost to the top and I see him coming down and he looks so sad. He looked like, <laughs> he had this look on his face like, oh my gosh, she did not show up. She don't want me no more. He looked, he looked 
Like, he was just done. And he walked past me. He didn't even see me. And so I had to call him. I was like, priest. <laughs> he turned around when he saw me. He was like, oh, my God, I love you. <laughs> it's like, I love you so much. And so we sat down, we watched the sunset together on top of Stone Mountain, and then I have a video of him. And when I pointed it, I was taking a picture of the view, and I turned the camera to him. He was like, I love you. And I was like, I love you too. And I was like, you're not mad at me? He was like, no, I'm not mad at you. I was like, I'm not mad at you either. And then we, you know, just looked at the view and went to the sunset and then walked down the mountain. So there was plenty of times my son's father could have, you know, like left, you know, on his own if he truly didn't love me. But when, when you start thinking about moments like that one to where he had the choice to just not show up at the mountain, because that was the thing. It was if we want to be together, let's I meet you at the top at such and such time. He could have not came because my whole thing, my whole thing was we get married, we have kids. I'm 38. I I wasn't 28. I wasn't 18. I'm 38. What I look like with a boyfriend? I need a husband. He knew that. He knew that's what I wanted. And he led me to believe that that's what he wanted too. If he didn't, I would have broken up with him and been done. Right? That's what I need men to understand. Yeah, feelings change, sir. But feelings don't change like that. They don't drastically change to where you was just like, like when you genuinely love somebody and everybody who's been in love notice, when you genuinely love somebody, when y'all break up with each other, it just don't go away. It don't go away suddenly in the middle of a relationship, especially when you've been being around that person every day. You don't just wake up one morning and no longer be in love with someone. He never loved me. That's what I keep trying to explain. So the whole time when he wasn't loving me, he knew. He knew. He just wanted something from me. That he, he wanted to use me for something. And whatever that was, he got. Okay? So as, as people sit here and you guys try to, like make it seem like it's okay for people to do all of the fucked up things that they do to people. This is the reason why so many people are single and so many people have these unhealed situations and all this trauma and all these broken relationships, and all this bullshit. That's why. Because y'all will sit here and justify somebody's fuck shit or trivialize somebody doing some fuck shit when they're not supposed to be doing shit like that. That's messed up. And you're not going to sit here and make me think that I'm overreacting because I'm fucking not. That was a terrible thing to do to somebody. You don't do shit like that. You don't hurt people like that. It's been five years and I still struggle with that. When you hurt somebody like that, that's not okay. It's not okay. You never going to be okay. I don't care how many times y'all try to convince me that it is. That shit is not okay. And y'all should be okay with me saying that shit is not okay if that's the boundary I set for myself. If I set a boundary and said this is not 
okay to me, that's enough. Just like if you was to have a set of boundaries for the relationships that you get in, you know what your deal breakers are. I'm not going to sit here and tell you your deal breaker is trivial. You know what's best for you. You know what will hurt you. I don't. He loved what you provided until it wasn't convenient. He didn't change my mind. In his mind, it was a con. Right. Right. Whatever it is that he was getting from me, I think it could have been a number of things. It could have been money. It could have been he saw I was a media personality, a social media personality. He thought he could get something, something from that. It could have been. It could have been sex because the sex wasn't good. We was barely having sex. Like, I'm not, I'm not, when I get in relationships with people, it's never about sex. <laughs> like, we be, we be doing other stuff. You know, so, excuse me, he wasn't using me for sex. Trust me. He was, he was sleeping with other women. He cheated on me. So he wasn't using me for sex. What was he using me for? That's the, that's the fucking mystery. <laughs> that's the mystery. What was he using me for? Mm. Thank you. Like, I don't know why this, this Marcus young person is trying to make it seem like I'm over. Nah, I have everybody in the world to be pissed about that. Gonna sit here and bring a whole person? Oh, fuck that. A whole person into this world? Oh, hell no. I ain't been uh, um, on a live stream this long in a long time. Uh, that's the mystery, Marcus. It's a mystery. What, what was he getting from me that he couldn't get from somebody else? That he wanted so bad that he had to come up with this lie. Just keep me around. What was... Because uh, honestly... You can't get Sansa Ray nowhere else. I'm it. You can't get Sansa Ray nowhere else. Where where you gonna go to get Sansa Ray? The things I do, the jokes I tell, the way that I am, how I how I love, how I care, how I treat a man. You can't. It can't be mimicked. But the mystery is, what about Sansa Ray? That he liked so much. That he was using her for, but then didn't care enough about to do something that fucked up to lose it. Like, how do you, how do you, in one moment, value something about somebody so much that you got to lie to them to get it, only to fuck it up? Because it must have been something I was giving. Because I'm, I'm trying to figure out what was I giving at first that I wasn't giving before. I thought about that. I thought it was me. I was like, it must have been something I did. You know, it must have been, you know. And then I was like, maybe you just want to sleep around. But his, this is what he said. I thought I was ready to be your husband and a father. And I'm just not as ready as I thought I was. But I was already pregnant. He apologized. It, don't, don't. Like, as callous as what he did was, he still was like, I'm sorry. We didn't, we didn't, we're not saying feelings don't change. You know, feelings do change. But not all of a sudden. They don't, they don't change all of a sudden. They do not change all of a sudden. You don't just wake up one morning and not like somebody. That's, Nah. It's a gradual thing with feelings like and we're not just talking about just love and care for a person. When you genuinely love and care for a person, you genuinely love and care for a person. You don't wake up one morning and just be in love with them or not be in love with them. 
that is gradual shit. But you can change your mind about whether or not you want to continue to nurture a feeling that you have about somebody. You can decide. Like if you see something about somebody that and it made you mad, you get to decide where, whether that behavior that they keep doing is something that you're going to continue to keep getting angry at. If you find out that you love somebody, right? You see that you love them and it's just like, but I can't do blah, blah, blah. So I can't nurture this to the point to where it could be bigger than what it is because I can't for whatever reason, right? You did, you don't nurture it. It's like a, it's like a plant, you know, a plant will die if you don't give it water and sunshine. You know what I mean? Like if you do, that's how love is. You go, you can plant the seed, but it'll eventually not grow or grow a little bit and stop growing and die. You don't nurture it. What? Plants also need room to grow. I'm sorry, I'm reading this. Uh, this young everyone knows a player in their family is not about what it is about. I'm fooling her him for laugh because I can. Uh. Discovering when it comes to you know, animal with a sociopath, you have to stop feeding it. I, I, I mean, here, here's my thing. <laughs> he's he ended up with someone. I think he kept dating. You know, he kept dating after we broke up. Um, but he's with somebody now, right? I think. That's what everybody be saying. You know, that's rumors, though. So I don't really know because I don't be, I don't know what he's with. So they say he was somebody. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I hope he isn't going to fuck her up. Because he fucked up Sidonia. He was with his ex-wife, Sidonia, for 15 years before he met me. Then he met me and fucked me up. And it's just like, he was fucking up other women in the process. He was cheating on me with another woman. So he was probably fucking her up in the process. And now he's with another girl. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, shh. Please, sis, if you got any type of radar, I hope you picked up on this shit. And I hope he is not doing to you what he did to any of us. Thank you. I try to be genuine. I try to be myself. Myself be getting me in trouble though. <laughs> myself be fucking shit up. I'm not gonna lie. Um, some men be clowning around. I like being a player. I don't know why anybody would like being a player. Anyway, anyway, I'm supposed to be getting out of here. I've been doing this for a long time. I know my daughter's like, what the fuck are you doing? Because I'm supposed to be gone. <laughs> but, uh, Keep the conversation going and join the Black Macho Discord now. You love my content, don't you? Well, join the Black Macho Patreon. Membership includes macho merchandise, digital ebooks, exclusive content, and commission-based ways to earn income with me, Sansare Monique. Welcome to my side of the internet. My name is Sansa Ray Monique. I'm a certified life coach for both men and women. I have a 50-50 audience, so I try to play fair with both genders. I'm going to keep it real with both of y'all. 
everybody can improve because everybody is a part of the problem. I want everyone to unify and produce loving unions. Hopefully you do too. There is no gender war here. I promote positive perspectives and healthy debates, so be careful what you post inside of my comment section. It is very much okay to disagree, but have emotional intelligence and release toxicity elsewhere. Ladies and gents, don't take it out on each other. Make sure you follow me on all of my socials. Go to sansaraymonique.com to purchase any of my books or to sign up on any of my membership sites. Thank you for spending time with me. Have vision and stay focused. Namaste. Are you a black woman who is tired of feeling invisible or misunderstood? Do you struggle with embracing and celebrating your natural beauty and strength? Well, I'm here to help you out, sis. My guide is here to help you unlock your full potential as an empowered, confident, and radiant black woman. My comprehensive guide covers everything from skincare and healthcare to fashion and self-love. I provide practical advice, inspirational stories, and empowering affirmations that will help you navigate the world with grace and courage. Join the movement and embrace your black femininity today. You can go to Amazon right now and purchase my book, or you can go to sansaraymonique.com and grab a signed copy of Becoming Her, a Black Femininity Guide, written by me, Sansa Monique, dedicated to you. stunning audiovisual content for the world to see? Well, look no further than Revenue Digital. We are one of the top creative agencies that everyone uses on social media. We specialize in graphic design, social media marketing, and audio and video production that will take your presence to the next level. Our team of design experts know exactly what it takes to make your brand stand out in a crowded online space. With our state-of-the-art social media marketing techniques, you'll see your engagement soar to new heights. So why wait? Make your mark with Revenue Digital, where creativity meets innovation. Contact us today to take your brand to new heights.